What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. And boom goes the dynamite. Hey everybody, Paul Fontaine alongside Kevin Ely. Boom goes the dynamite. I'm I host the Dynamite Show. Kevin Ely hosts the Boom on the Fight Game Media free feed, and of course I I'm on the Patreon. And we're here to uh, recap uh, what was a pretty darn good show. Uh, AW yeah. Full Gear. Um, the um, from Newark, we got a new world champion. Uh, John, John Moxley and MJF in the main event. Oh, let me just change this here. There we go. And, uh, and yeah, MJF, uh, beat John Moxley. And, uh, I don't know, Kevin, what do you think of this match? Like in terms uh, of match quality, like actual match quality. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll, uh, we'll get to the angle was, at the it end. It was good. It felt, it felt like a, it felt a lot like a, um, attitude era WWE main event to me. Like just where the fans are really into it and it's just a lot of action, but it's not necessarily like the most amazing technical match. So it's, it was almost like a, almost not like an AEW main event and more like a WWF main event. You know what it felt like to me was a, uh, and, and a very, very good version of this, but Mm -hmm. a, uh, an, a TNA, um, pay-per-view main event. (laughs) Um, well, you know, with a lot of that, there were some TNA chants tonight. Yeah, and with the um, with the re- with the um, ref bumps and yeah, uh, you know, and of sure. course Jeff Jarrett is there, um, yeah. and I imagine he's got Tony's ear. So, but uh, yeah, we saw yeah we saw a couple ref bumps. We saw MJFTs using 
his uh, his ring, which he had promised not to use. And yep. William Regal threatened him and said, don't you dare use that. And, mm-hmm. and so he threw the ring away and then he went and got caught by John Moxley. A few more things, another ref bump. And then William Regal passed him over the uh, the, the brass mm-hmm. knucks and, and he used him to knock him out. Very simple. I mean, it's funny because yep. when when they did that first face-off promo um, in uh, wherever it was, that, that memorable segment that everybody yeah. loved with MJF and, and Regal. Yeah. I mean, and, and MJF promised not to use the ring. I, I said at that time, he's going to use the brass nuts. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't know if he'd steal them from William Regal or if William Regal would hand them, but, mm-hmm. I mean, he mm-hmm. made a very clear point about um, uh, about not using the ring. And he lived up to his words. So the one question I have is he said he's not the devil. Um he said but, he's not the devil. Well he said or sorry he said that he is the devil, but the devil wouldn't have told the truth, would he? And he I mean, said he told the truth. He said he wasn't gonna use it. He did tell the truth, but he still used he used the truth to tell a lie. He True. distracted you with the truth to to deceive even further. Now you're a man of God. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah, yes, is there not are. a thing about how the devil cannot lie? Is no, that a thing? I mean, the devil's that no. Or did I just get that from the Lucifer, the, the TV show? That's what? from the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I yeah. thought he wasn't. I thought for some reason I thought he wasn't allowed to lie. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. So he he's with Regal. I mean, Regal made it very clear it wasn't an accident. He didn't mean to hand oh, yeah. it to John. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. even and, he uh, even manipulated John. The, the one of the things I loved about it was how the ref was out, and he instructed Moxley to go wake the ref. Just in yes. Oh, right. I I mean I saw that, but I you so, know I kind of yeah. missed that as an important he detail. Manipulated Moxley to be distracted to not see the the uh, right. The and just the fans picked up on it right away. The way they slid it off and yeah. shined, you know, just right. That was, I mean, as far as that kind of finish goes, that's about as well as you can do it. Yeah, and I think in most cities, this would have come off as the heel turn it was intended to be. Of course, they were in Newark, which is very close to uh, Long Island. And, and and also, you know, MJF has been basically playing a babyface this whole time. So um, I'm not sure that... I'm not sure where this would have gotten him massive boos. I, I was yeah. getting a text from somebody that was in the building, and he said it was a mixture of cheers and boos. It wasn't all cheers. On TV, okay. it came across as most people were cheering. Yeah, very much. Yeah. And obviously yeah. for the whole match, um, Moxley was not only booed, but they chanted some very unsavory things <laughs> at they him. Sure did. Uh, yeah. F you, Mox. And yes. they didn't say F. Um, what did... Uh, Taz say he said they're not saying friendly mocks. They're not friends saying friendly mocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, and and uh, yeah, so very very pro MGF crowd, very anti mocks crowd, and mm-hmm. I, I thought the match was was good. Um, you know, very good. Like I mean, it was. I mean, if you're you know in terms of star rating, I I mean you know, and I know some people hate those, but I I just do it out of habit, and you know, I mean maybe like the third or fourth best match on the show. Um, but you know, I just kind of felt like Moxley, I mean, from that promo on Wednesday and then tonight, like, Mm. you know, I've seen him have like 
almost every world title match he's ever had on pay-per-view has been better than this. Maybe everyone, honestly. Um, But it was MJF. You know, he's a new world champ, and and that's his crowning moment. I don't think this is done. I I think there's more to come in terms of this. Uh, You think the same? Yeah, and let I mean I don't know. Mox does he looks he looks fatigued, and maybe maybe he's finally getting that vacation. And the deal when he took the title was, hey, just get us to full gear, and yeah, uh, and the play is putting Max over, and then you can take your time off, and we'll relaunch when you get back. I mean, I could see that happening just as easily, but they definitely they can't just like drop it. I mean the because yeah. the uh, the Blackpool Combat Club thing has been one of the centerpiece factions and this just got blown up. So there's a lot, lot I mean. of injury coming into Wednesday. Yeah. So what, I mean, what, um, like, that's why I think like there's gotta be more to come in terms of, you know, right. um, how does Regal explain this? You know, do we have more people in this Alliance yeah. or is it just MJF and Regal? Right. Um, you what know, obviously Stoke yeah. didn't show one up. of the theories, one of the theories that Jeff and I espoused, and it, I think it was Jeff's originally, was you know the idea of like a sleeper faction i know you really like that one where you know like, like there's yeah like wheeler yuda um could we potentially saw briefly be tonight them. training with moxley oh i i missed that okay yeah they had Just a couple the of backstage shots, like ufc yeah. style where they see yeah. him like kind yeah. of rolling in the back he was training with yuda before the match yeah when i was you know i, I always start watching late so when i was right. fast forwarding to catch up i was kind of skipping the stuff between the yeah it was when you uh, miss it things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do like if something looks interesting, I'll I'll back it up and watch it. But I missed that. Um, but I I could see because um, you know Moxie did have that one line in the go home promo uh, calling Wheeler his young boy. Yeah. So you know, and Wheeler's expressed frustration at being treated like a kid and not getting respected. So that that could play into things. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see that. Um, I I wonder, and I you know I. We usually do this at the end, but for some reason it feels good to say now. What do you think's next? Like who for for MJF? For me, like we saw Wardlow lose his title tonight, um, yeah. so it would make perfect sense to have Wardlow be the first challenger. Um, but it also would make sense to maybe wait and build that up for you know Revolution. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, and and obviously he's going to be facing either um, Starks or Ethan Page, and we'll find that out on Wednesday. And and with Starks, he's in the firm, or sorry, with Page, he's in the firm. Ethan Page. Page. Firm. So that plays into that storyline. Uh, I'm not sure how Starks plays into anything. And really, Starks being a babyface and MJF is kind of like a half-ass babyface right now. <laughs> um, you know, I yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense to have uh, M- MJF. Uh, Mike Gilbert agrees with you know our our theory Wardlow. Um, so yeah, so do we go Wardlow. Do we save it for the pay per view? Just you th- would you do it right away, or maybe on the January? They usually do a special show the first week of January. That, that might yeah, you know, that gives the, us when, six when weeks. Is, Revolution is usually what in February. Yeah, that's March. Uh, I believe it's March. The, they were supposed to announce that tonight, and they didn't. Unless I missed oh, it. Really? No, yeah. I didn't see any announcement, but I might have. Yeah, maybe Tony's going to do it at the uh, press conference tonight. But uh, I think everyone thinks it's going to be March fifth. Okay. in um san francisco that seems so, like a long way unless wardlow is really yeah. getting built up i think you know wardlow's probably not done with joe yeah um i, I can see wardlow and joe for the for the roh yeah. tv title on the on final they battle a rematch of the triple threat maybe yeah. um yeah so i mean i mean if they don't do wardlow 
uh, coming after MGF at some point. I think that's kind of a big miss. Um, yeah. I could see Eddie getting built up after tonight. Yeah, um, get revenge for Mox. Good chase. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he will get ahead or get ahead of ourselves by jumping to that. But I mean, he had a great moment tonight. I don't know if you watched the pre-show. I did. I did. And, uh, I mean, honestly, he had, he had a couple great moments. Um, actually yeah. <laughs> three, I can think of. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that and, and we'll, we'll kind of go backwards and, and start at the beginning right. again in, in a second. Um, yeah. we did a preview show uh, on, on the, uh, Patreon. And I think mm-hmm. like we predicted what title changes there would be. And I think what we predicted w- all pretty much came true, except for Samoa Joe. I don't think anybody predicted Samoa Joe no, to win the TNT title. And I had yeah. convinced myself during the tag match that uh, yep, me were going to win. I mean, pretty solidly had yeah. convinced myself that uh, that it was time for the acclaim to lose. But I, I think I'm not sure you're wrong. Expecting that. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, I mean, do I don't know. Yeah. When we talk about that match, um, I think, uh, you know, they made a creative decision to keep Billy out of the match. And I'm not sure that was the best one, but, you know, that's what they decided mm-hmm. to do. And, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and so Jamie Hayter uh, is the new uh, AW interim women's champion, uh, depending on whether or not you want to believe AW storylines or not. Uh, Jade is the new two-time TNT champion uh, or TBS <laughs> champion, I should say. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my daughter cried when I told her that Nyla lost her belt. Um, oh. Literally. T- yeah. Yeah. She loves oh. Nyla Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we all? Uh, I don't know I feel, why. I feel it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I think it's watching her get do squash matches on dark. Those are the, that's the only AEW stuff yeah. I let her watch. Yeah, um, I don't let her watch the shows because they're a little violent. A little much. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Same. Yeah, I always shut yeah. the doors when the pay per views are on. Well, but your daughters are teenagers. They can. They're teenagers, right? but it's really more yeah. about how they judge me. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, we'll we'll go backwards. Um, the uh, okay. the pre show. Um, so we were supposed to have a match. They announced it earlier this week. Um, between okay, I I think it was Thursday or Friday. Yeah, it was, I, I think I can't remember if I tweeted it or, or it was on the Facebook group, but I remember like being glad to see it. And then our friend Larry called me a hypocrite. Cause I said, I was glad and I, before I had complained about too many <laughs> matches, but I mean, it was like, I just, you know, whatever it's on the pre-show and it sounds like a cool match and I kind of want to see it. And it was supposed to be Daniel Garcia and uh, Dax Harwood. I don't know if it's going to be for the pure title. But I mean, it would have made sense because he's been defending the pure title on dark and elevation a lot lately. So, but uh, yeah, that match never happened. They didn't really talk about it. And I mean, whatever. I didn't even occur to me till later on in the show when they were showing some sort of highlights and I saw FTR in the background. And I was like, hey, wait a second, where, where were these guys? Um, but hmm. we did get a, um, we, we got a 10 man tag. Uh, was best friends Orange Cassidy and a mystery partner that was not even close to being a mystery against the factory QT Marshall, Aaron yeah. Solo, Nick Camarado, Lee Johnson, and Cole Carter. And this was it was fine. It was a good match. Nothing you need to go out of your way to see, but it was you know it, yeah. it was it was really it good. Was honestly, a fun house show style pre-show yep. match. I think they yeah. they were trying to do and and I was thinking at the time like you know Orange Cassidy is such a crazy weird asset for them in that you can put him in a main event on television and people will get crazy for him. And you can put him in a curtain jerker party match in the opener and he's just as valuable. It's, 
it's weird that he can go anywhere on the card. Yep. And and it seemed like exactly where he's supposed to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's perfect. Um, everybody got to do their spots. Uh, they built to, you know, eventually the numbers game caught up on the baby faces. And uh, mm-hmm. Danhausen made his uh, triumphant return. Bit of a yes. different look. Uh, they said he had blood yeah. on his face and carrying a bag of or bo- a, a container of, of teeth for teeth. some reason. Yeah, I assume this is a YouTube thing. Well, he um, used to do that in ROH. That oh, the, there you go. The thing okay. where he would fill people's. Mis- yeah, I, you should I know vaguely that. recall this now. It's more recent history. Yeah, yeah. You're more, I know. more of an expert in the. Uh, no, no, I, I watched it, but I'm you know that pandemic era. Trying yeah, to during the it. pandemic era yeah. was when he was doing it. The thing where he'd fill the guys. Mouth yeah, with, uh, and that and that's what he did to Nick Camarado, and then he yeah. you know did the spot where he you know hit him, and then all the teeth went flying, and right. then he got the pin. So it was it was a nice cool thing. I, I was kind of wondering like the whole time like why don't they just bring him out at the beginning? Like he he waited yeah. like I don't know, this yeah. match was like maybe fifteen minutes long, and and they waited till about the thirteen and a half minute mark to bring him in. Right, they and he got it. a big pop, and it worked. He he did all kinds of yeah. like moves, which we've never seen Dan Nelson do: yeah. suplexes and DDTs and urinagis and all kinds of stuff. I don't know how I feel about them trying to be straight to play straight. Like he was, he came out. And he's he's yeah. He wasn't doing the wackiness. He had a spike. I mean, he literally hit QT in the head with a spike. Yeah, and saw. Elephant in Florida or something. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do a split personality thing. Like there's very nice Stanhausen and very evil housing, evil, well, Dan, I mean, evil housing, because I noticed, yeah, very, on, I mean, very nice, very evil, very yeah, over late, very <laughs> over. Yeah. Later on when they did the, um, they did the backstage segment with orange and setting up some matches yep. for went in Danhausen was with them and he was back to his old makeup. I noticed. So at some point during the <laughs> oh, show or I did or see him, but I didn't see him. Yeah, he changed his makeup back to like the to the wacky makeup. Okay. So maybe he's got like an alter ego now where, you know, it's sort of like Finn Balor's demon or something where Dan Housen can't be stopped when he's very evil, but he's can't be he can't win when he's very nice. Yeah, oh that Which, that works, you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um we got an interview with Renee Renee Paquette. She interviewed uh Kaneske Takeshita, who is the newest mm-hmm. signee for AW, and he did an interview in English. It was it was really nice said he's dreamed about wrestling in America his whole life, and now he's here, so that's cool. Then we got Ricky Starks and Brian Cage in the semifinals of the title eliminator tournament, and the um, so they made a change, and the finals were originally supposed to be on this show, but now they're going to be on Wednesday on Dynamite, which I actually like that better. Me too. I think it, yeah. I mean, it would have been cool to have Ricky have to wrestle twice in one night. That was a nice story, three times in two days, but um, this was... Um, this was this was a good match um you know yeah, yeah ricky starts wrestling his shirt again for the second night in a row um yeah and you know, it's like his, yeah his body was taped up reminded me of the rock in like early 99 remember when he mm-hmm. had you know and there's some physical similarity or some yeah facial similarities and stuff there too right and he definitely physically he's got a little bit of work to do but what there's there's some that some talk that i was talking to online were theorizing that perhaps they were wearing shirts for the same reason Okay, so he, he does he have the but, the um the surgery to get know. rid of the I don't, man I don't boobs? know any of that other than other than spe- yeah. right, other than speculation. But if that was the case, I think he should have just gone full on with the uh, dry fit shirt and track pants. Yeah, exactly. Just do the full yeah. tribute. Well, they it's yeah, and you know the funny thing is 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 I remember the way they worded it was he had missed time and it was not an injury 
but it was a mm-hmm. medical reason. Yeah. So that that would yeah, actually oddly, oddly, yeah, uh, vague. specific about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't know that how that would have flown back in the uh, in the uh, it, like it, it, if they had done what they did with the rock then now, um, right? Yeah, I can imagine some of the chants that he would have been getting in tweets and stuff. <laughs> but uh, Starks, uh, Starks obviously won. He hit mm-hmm. a uh, he hit a couple really nice spears in this in this mm-hmm. thing, and and one of them ended up he set set up and he hit a destroyer, and then the Rochambeau, which uh, he had a hard time getting Cage up for it, but he got him up. Ethan Page was on commentary and he did a yeah. stare down and, and that match is set for Wednesday. I like that Page was just straight up saying, I hope that Ricky wins because he's injured yep. and, you know, playing all that up. Perfect. Ricky Starks is the wildest wrestler to me because he's such a little guy, but his repertoire is like nothing but big man moves. Like, yeah, he, his moveset is like, he's like if you did a creator wrestler and made him a junior heavyweight, but then just gave him like Roman Reigns's moveset. Or, like, or if I was like, booking and decided I want to make myself the rock. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just, he's just trying to pick up Brian Cage and do yeah. a Rochambeau on him. I, you know what? Brian Cage gets a bad rap, but I, I can't remember the last Brian Cage I match know. I didn't like. So I almost um, feel bad for how much I don't like him. I, I do like it, him. I just, so. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't do it with him. So, so the first moment for Eddie Kingston came when he was interviewed by Rene Paquette, and uh, he barely had words to say, but he yeah. said more than enough. Yeah. He was in tears. He's like, this is my dream. I've wanted to do this since I was 18 years old. I'm wrestling him. Mm-hmm. Called Rene Sis. I always love that. I love that. And, yeah. yeah. And, and just, you know, like, he didn't even hardly say anything, and he was emotional and choked up, and it was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see this match. Yeah. And I didn't have to wait very long because it happened right yeah. away. Nobody uh, plays so real. I mean, I yeah. know that's, nobody makes you feel it like Eddie Kingston. It's, it's incredible. I, I, made a, I, I made a tweet, and I said, there is not a single person in wrestling that makes me want to see one of their matches more than Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that's like, so when you talk about promos and who's the best promo in, in wrestling, and I think most everyone right now is going to say MJF and yeah, it's not wrong necessarily, but if you're talking like to make you interested in a match, which is what a promo is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can beat Eddie Kingston. <laughs> No, um, but yeah, they had a, you know, they had the exact match you would have expected. You know, it was a tribute to Japanese strong style. Um, Eddie won, uh, with, um, uh, he hit a, uh, the, the uh, what a Northern light suplex. Slaughter. And then he hit a spinning back fist mm-hmm. and, uh, and got the three and then he just broke down. Um, you know, he's crying and Akiyama helped him to his feet. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I was crying. I did. I haven't really, I can't think of the last time I got emotional wrestling show was probably watching the Cody versus Dustin match or maybe the Brody Lee um, tribute show. Probably. I definitely but, balled in the Brody Lee stuff, but um, that might've been the last I, time. Tears, tears came, tears, tears came real. to my eyes watching Eddie have that moment because it just felt so yeah. real. And there was a sign. It was. Yeah. Yeah. There was a sign in the crowd that said, I'm here to see Eddie live out his dream. And I was just like, yes, that's what I'm here for. And, uh, just the way that he showed such respect to June and when June bowed to yeah. him and he just couldn't handle it. And then that promo after. That's uh, what I was going to get to next. That yeah, was go the, ahead. Go so ahead the, the, the match was the second and then the promo after was the third. Um, I compared it to Dana White and uh, Joe Rogan, how they used to do the thing at on the UFC prelims. They, they would come out 
with like five minutes to go before the pay-per-view and just run down the card and talk about how awesome it was going to be. So Eddie grabs a mic and he's like, tonight we're going to see my buddy Mox yeah. beat the shit out of MJF. And yeah. the crowd is like, boo. And he looks yeah. at them and he's like, he's a piece of shit. What do you want? <laughs> and, uh, and then he's like, Jamie Hayter and, and, uh, and Tony. And, and then he's like, they're, they're trying to wrap him up. And he's like, yeah. no, yeah. how much time do we got to this pay-per-view? Yeah. Eight minutes. He's like, I can talk about this. And he's trying to run down the card and they're stopping him. It's, it was great. And it was yeah. like, they need to do this. Like, remember he had that one match with the Shee a couple yeah. pay-per-views ago. And mm-hmm. they need to put Eddie on the last prelim match before the pay-per-view, yeah. have a banger like this, whatever Japanese guy he wants to wrestle, right. and and then do a <laughs> promo after. Yeah. I mean, it's a formula for success. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I, I posted that, that was this was the greatest end to a pay-per-view pre-show I'd ever seen. Like, uh, Did you ever so see fun. the Korean zombie and... Uh, and uh, uh, Garcia. Well, I'll qualify it on his first wrestling. name. What was that? Wrestling. Oh, wrestling. Okay. Wrestling pay per view. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah. Although, and then the last pre- one would have been Kingston and She. Whenever that. Was. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> but it didn't have that moment at the end. No. Where he just sold the show to us. This, they got to do this every time. It's it's freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we got the like, what I'm out of time. All right, bye. And yeah, 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 yeah. Because they had to do all the uh, they had to set up the cage. I mean, was the big <laughs> one, but they um, they had the they did the card rundown and everything. And I was I was glad because I, I was able to fast forward a bunch of stuff and catch up. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com/presale to get fifty dollars off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends nine nineteen. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, um, yeah, the uh, and, and pay-per-view kicked off with the cage match, which, again, you know, in retrospect made sense to open with this because they had time to set up the cage. Um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Luchasaurus. And I, I said in our preview show that I thought this might steal the show. Yep. Came damn near close to doing it. Um, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was easily, easily the match that over-delivered. Uh, the most mm-hmm. on the pay-per-view i yeah, believe for sure because i think for my my taste the only match that was better than this was the trios title match and i think everyone expected exactly what we got yeah you know maybe a little better maybe not <laughs> you know i think a lot of people probably expected a five-star match um but uh yeah this was great um it was just the two guys you know just a great rivalry these two have great chemistry obviously they partners forever yeah. um they they you can tell they, when people have worked together a long time and really yeah. trust each other. It, that's the key. That's the key to trust. Um, they they worked to a spot where Christian stole the key out of the ref's pocket. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Even though I hate, even though I hate it when cage matches, yeah, the cage doesn't matter anymore. 
Just the spot where he slips it out of his pocket yeah. in front of everybody's and unlocks the door. But then the ref noticed he was missing his keys. So mm-hmm. right away they chase Christian to the back. So Christian didn't interfere at all other than opening the door that allowed them to get weapons into the cage. They brought in a table and some chairs and uh, they set up for the spot. And I think everyone saw this spot coming from a mile yeah. away yeah. where uh, the Luchasaurus was laid out on the table. And as soon as like, I think he used a sleeper to, to put him in, he teased it a couple times. He had one time mm-hmm. he had the sleeper on and then Luchasaurus backed up and, uh, but they finally got, he put Luchasaurus out, set him on the table, grabbed a chair, wailed him in the head with a chair, which is fine. Cause he's wearing a mask. Um, and then of course the crowd popped as soon as Luchasaurus was yep. on that table, they knew it was coming. Yep. And yeah. he looked up to the top of the cage and climbs up to the top, hits the flying elbow, barely grazed hit him. It right. Yeah. No, but the table broke like yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So he hit him hard enough, but he landed like, he looked like he landed fine. He was walking yeah. around good afterwards and everything, but, and then immediately just uh, put on the snare trap and uh, submitted him. I mean, I kind of would have almost preferred him just to pin him there, but you know, whatever, put on his finisher. Yeah. That was fine. I didn't really have an yeah. issue with it. Great match. No. Great, great match. His, uh, daughter or his sorry his, his daughter his sister, wife yeah. and his sister were at ringside and yeah. uh his went, mom and his sister mom and his sister did i say yeah. wife yeah sorry yeah. mom and sister he yeah and he so he went and hugged them he's all bloody and should yeah. love that nothing with christian and the family which has happened before mm-hmm. um yeah just a straight match um i feel was, like uh, we finally i feel like we finally got the jungle boy match that yep. people have been talking about we're getting for three years like we finally got to see you know, he's oh, had is, a couple is, really good yeah. ones. He like I remember an, with Omega. Yeah. And an MJF one on a pay-per-view opener oh, yeah. was really yeah, yeah. good. That was yeah. really good too. But this is the one where it's like, oh, oh, okay. This guy could be a main eventer like this. He's, you know, that good. Two things I want to comment about this match sure. uh, that I made notes on one. I've been given JR a hard time and God love him. I grew up on JR. He's, <laughs> he, he, he used to live 45 minutes from my house um, he's the voice of my childhood and he's been awful lately. Mm-hmm. He was good tonight and he, he was very good in this match. I thought, I thought that he was part of what made this match special because he's such a fan of jungle boy, yeah. Jack Perry. And everyone's finally catching up with him by calling him Jack Perry. Well there, I mean, it's, it's clearly a direction at this point. Yeah. 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 But I really, I want to give him his props here because I felt like he helped make this match feel like, he gave him the JR rub, and uh, and it was really good. The other thing, Jungle Boy, I think it's time to change his music. Uh, I mean, if they're going to really go start with the Jack Perry, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you do, but... I don't know what you do, but... Is there a song out there called Jungle Man? <laughs> I don't know. Well, anymore, we should just go look in an old, like, 70s classic rock hits, because that oh, seems to that, be the most that's a theme. music in AEW. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, jungle. Yeah. I mean, everyone thought this was an old song, but geez, compared to some of the other ones, the, uh, Baltimore right. song is, is <laughs> brand, practically brand new. Um, yeah, he, uh, I, I would, I would say I made a comment on, on here that, um, the, um, I thought this was the absolute best match possible that you could have with Luchasaurus and it's going to be the best match that he'll ever have in his career but I don't think this is will be the best match that Jungle Boy will or Jack Perry will ever have in his career. I think we, no. we're going to have a lot more. And uh, I think there's titles in his future after this. Yeah. I, I saw enough yep. to, to think that. He, uh, he may be one of those people lining up for MJF. Yeah, yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. those two have a lot of chemistry. And yeah. uh, they're pillars. 
um, wh yeah. whatever you want to say. Yeah. Uh, so we we got an entrance. Uh, we got a, we got the video. Uh, well, first of all, the best friends or sorry, I mean, the Death Triangle came out and, and they do their entrance yeah. and whatever. And they're sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. And lights go out. They play a video and the video leads to the last whatever all the words were. The, the last right. words were carry on, carry on, carry on. The crowd picked up on what was coming, I think, mm -hmm. because the, they had the, the Wayward Sons uh, trademark mm -hmm. that they had filed and dropped, mm -hmm. but it was enough to know where people knew about Wayward Sons. Mm -hmm. And then when they saw carry on, they put two and two together mm -hmm. and we got carry on my wayward son. Yes. That was just for you. That was just for you. You said you weren't going to be able to sing. Yeah, and I I saw that comment in the Facebook group before I actually saw it, but I knew it was coming. <laughs> I someone had clued me in that yeah. uh, thing. Uh, Jane is done now at this point because this entrance was phenomenal, was and was I don't. Great. Yeah, and it's so much better than Jane, honestly. Uh, the and the crowd, I mean, the the uh, Bucks were like singing along with it and playing mm -hmm. the guitars and stuff, and it, it was so great. Yeah. Um, it would almost be cool if they had. What was that? Right. Sorry. No, you go ahead. But, Sorry. I was just gonna say if they had it as a separate thing when it were when it's only this group and then maybe they have like Kenny still has his own theme song and the yeah, Bucks yeah, have their own. Yeah. Oh, hopefully yeah. so. Yeah, it's just the trio's yeah. thing. It yeah. is weird. I still not. I'm still not crazy about like the super baby face trio coming out with Michael. Nakazawa and Brandon <laughs> Cutler and Don Callis and all that. I noticed that Cutler didn't have the uh, cold spray this time, so I wonder if they're okay. dialing it down. And Callis was Callis was kind of like no, he was on commentary. You know, he's like Kenny's the wrestling god, and it's the mm -hmm. best tag team of this generation. All that. I gotta think that. I mean, they're baby faces now because they have to be. I, I still wonder how long they're going to be baby faces if they're going to be with Callus. Like if Callus is there, that's right. the key. Me can be a baby face with Cutler and Nakazawa. That's fine. They're mm -hmm. goofballs. Mm -hmm. But um, but even then, like, what do you what are you hanging around with goofballs for? Oh, best friends. Right. Um, so. we got a best of seven series coming up though, so it's going to be a, a while as, as we'll I've get to this. The uh, John LaRocca Memorial Trios Challenge. <laughs> well yeah and the funny thing it. is is like yeah you know he's gonna hate it but this was great <laughs> um they had uh they started out and immediately the crowd did a you know an fcm punk chant just like they would do later for moxley oh my uh, they chanted for yeah. colt cabana um and, you know this was the obviously the elites return they had been not mm -hmm. seen since all out and the crowd loved having them back mm -hmm. um just an insanely great match uh just all over the place like everyone all kinds of false finishes and just when you thought it was going to be over it wasn't there's was one spot that i actually mm -hmm. thought would be the finish and i was kind of disappointed that it wasn't when um um Pac hit the um uh the the what is that the black arrow that he does oh, off the arrow. top rope. Mm -hmm. What was it? Yeah, Black Arrow, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he, and then right into the Brutalizer. And uh, and they're right near the ropes, and he held yeah. off Kenny so he couldn't touch the ropes, but then yep. I think it was Nick Jackson broke it up. And I thought that could have been the finish, but they they teased one spot where um, uh, Pac tried to give Phoenix the hammer, and, ha and Phoenix is like, no, no, and he throws it away, and then they mm -hmm. went to a spot. It was like another false finish where Kenny – uh, did something to him and, and he almost pinned him. And then later on in the match, after that spot that I talked about with the, mm -hmm. with the thing, they, um, they, he had the, the hammer again 
and he handed it to him and this time he kept it and then kenny was trying to set him up for the angels wings and and it was like he's got no other choice so he hit him with the hammer and uh he ended up getting the pin yeah i rolled him up and i thought that was great and phoenix was questioning himself and uh and it's funny the only like i i love that finish um and again like i had said earlier that i thought the the brutalizer thing should have been the finish but this was even better for the story that they were telling yeah but the only thing is they did a similar angle later in the show which kind of ruined it uh for me yeah um, i, I thought about that I'll, I'll get to it when we get to that match yeah but um but incredible I, so I they're still the champs kind of yeah maybe yeah yeah because they kind of yeah, thinking making making you think that it was going to play out the same way and it went differently yeah yeah um, and the funny thing is i think we all thought it would be the other way around whereas yeah, phoenix would not use the hammer and it would cost mm-hmm. him and then maybe mm-hmm. lee would maybe lee later would. on in the show yeah mm-hmm. but uh what would you think mm-hmm. of this I I loved it. It's uh, I had forgotten how much I like that kind of match. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of hot and cold with uh, especially the Lucha Bros because sometimes they just annoy me um, of just how wild and all over the place they are. But when they're with the Bucks, it always feels more yeah. focused. And um, my gosh, Kenny looked amazing. Kenny, looked, yep. he looked as good. He looked like New Japan Kenny in terms of physique and just how healed he looked so i think the extra couple of months probably did him a lot of good and um yeah i mean they were just all in all cylinders and everything and i thought and the the big thought i thought was you know whether you like it or not this is what AEW is built on is stuff like this yeah this 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 kind of action this is what the the core audience of AEW wants and if it if you were wondering at all you know, whether someone like CM Punk or, you know, other people that they could bring in where the people to take the company to the promised land, the base of AEW is this. And, um, and they were, it's just a strong statement to show like, okay, we were without that for a couple of months. They come back and it was just like, wow, this is, this is what it felt like when dynamite first started and you got to see these matches every week. And, you know, so We'll see if we get tired. And we're going to get to see it every we week. Six more, six more yeah. or four, at least three more at the very least. Right. Yeah. Sure it's we'll the best seven. of seven. Yeah. So how many? So weeks, I guess. How many, well, it ends in it ends in L.A., which is, I think, like okay. January 11th. So it's not every week. That um, makes sense if they would. Yeah. They're going to be back yeah. at the forum, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're it's going to finish in LA. <laughs> They're going yeah. now. I don't know if the yeah. titles change hands every time or if the titles are basically vacant right now. And I, I don't, they didn't really make that clear. Maybe Tony's talking about that yeah. right now at the, the uh, press my, conference. My first but. thought, my first thought was it's, it's just best of seven. The belts are basically vacant, not changing back. Yeah. They're basically just up for grabs, yeah. but I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Or they could just all of a sudden have, you know, they're four-time champs if they if they right. win this tournament. Um, the uh, Or it could be like UFC where, you know, every time you win a title, it's count. Every time you win a title match, it's counted as another title reign, technically, okay. is the way they talk about it. Yeah, so like Anderson Silva was like a 10-time champion because he had 10 title defenses Yeah, or whatever. I, I, I pulled that number out of my butt. I don't know how many he has. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so the, uh, yeah, the Death Triangle retained. 
Um, and we would find out later that they're doing a best of seven series and all of them are going to be on dynamite, which is really cool. It's going to keep people watching during a time period when I think, you know, viewing viewership is going to typically be down with college football and yeah. stuff, NBA. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, I think that's a smart strategy and these matches, they're all going to be great. Um, halfway- be great, but I'm really interested to see if people tire of it because it is, it is a very tiring style to eat even yeah. watch it's just so much if you see that same room it's just it's going to really put them to detest how creative how creative they can be to yeah. make each yeah. match feel different and have a story that goes across all seven or six or seven matches about halbwegs through this match i and i was still behind at this point so i didn't even know maybe what i was tweeting had already happened but <laughs> i said i said that if i'm putting this show together the next match has to be nyla rose and jade because there's nothing on this card that could follow this. Mm-hmm. And I think Nyla, Rose, and Jade were going to have a hard time wherever they were on the card. So you might as well just put it here. Right. And I have a feeling that they did an audible and moved this match to this spot mm. when they saw how over those first two matches got because of the fact that we saw Aubrey Edwards refing two matches in a row. And you mm-hmm. never see that. I didn't even get to see that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think they that they had the car and, ready and everything. I wonder. I guess they they had the car ready cars for now. Cars yeah, probably I mean, I guess back it'd be there. staged ahead of time. Yeah, but um, yeah, because I I think that um, you know because she she ref the 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 very next match after this, and obviously the refs are assigned to the matches probably whenever yeah. the matches are being put together. So um, yeah, that's just my theory, and I I had that theory you know again during it's this true. match. It was a good call. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, they they had I mean the match was it was different like it was Jade basically selling for ninety five percent of the match which we hardly ever see she was yeah. fine I mean it was an okay match this would have been it's your typical AW women's match that happens in quarter six mm-hmm. um, you know no, no better no worse it wasn't actively bad Jade actually you know if you told me ahead of time what was going to happen in this match I would have thought it would have been worse mm-hmm. but the crowd didn't care at all about any of it. Uh, Jade was kind of fumbling with her ring gear a lot. Yeah, um, she was very distracted by her outfit, her thunder. Did you pick up yeah. on the outfit? The th- no, the what was it? Uh, do you no. remember a cartoon show from the 80s called Thundercats? Uh, I remember seeing it and flicking channels it like when around, it was on. Like the He-Man, yeah. She-Ra era. No, no, no. The, I yeah. totally remember it. I just, yeah. so oh, no, I'm going to watch Flintstones instead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, I watched Flintstone Babies and Archie, and yeah, I, I yeah. stayed away from the superhero stuff. I, I did like uh, Hercules. Uh, Hercules, oh, winner yeah. of ancient glory. Hercules. Hercules, yeah, something to some Yeah, Spider Man, I like that too. Yeah, the 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 really terrible one where Peter yeah. Parker would be going through the thing, and you just see the same thing like yeah, fifteen times in a row. The animation, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, uh, long story short, Jay got her belt back. Um, she hit the, um, after, you know, like I said, being beat on for however long this match was, I don't think it was very long, maybe seven minutes or something, but she got, uh, Nyla into a beast bomb and then she hit jaded for, uh, to road, uh, Nyla almost hit a senton, but, oh no, she hit the, uh, the front kick and then the, uh, jaded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There was a crazy, Nyla took a great bump for that. What was that? Sorry. There was a crazy weird botch right before the finish where there, where it was, um, ah, what was it? It was like Jade was going for her jaded move and it looked like Nyla was supposed to roll through and there was some weird yeah. thing in, in 
Yeah, I saw that. I did on top and did a two count, and it seemed almost like an improv. It was really weird. It was the it was the only total botch of the match, but it you know it didn't ruin it or anything. No, uh, Nala took a hell of a bump for that front kick. Um, oh yeah, I thought, and then yeah, that made me think about in uh when uh, you and me and Jeff were talking about it, we were talking about how um when Nyla, you can tell when Nyla really likes somebody mm-hmm. because she, she they have the best match of their life. What do you? But on that scale, what do you, how much do you think Nyla likes Jade? You think she tried, uh, really, really tried with her, or I think I think she did as much as she could. Yeah, um, it's hard to tell because of the way the match was put together, and it was all mm-hmm. Nyla on offense. So mm-hmm. um, you know, it was it was more Jade selling, and and I thought Jade like yeah. she needs to do matches like this more um, yes, if she's ever going to get to the point where she can do like fifteen minute matches. And uh, yeah, this was this was good. It was good. I would have liked a little more slobber knocker in it, like a little more of them like charging at each other and, and, and no one gives that kind of, you know, like that they're equal ma- matched and things like that. But uh, I think maybe you know, she could have that match with Jamie Hader down the road at some point. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so we got Bobby Cruz came out for the intros, Ian Riccoboni on commentary for the ROH four way title match. And yeah, Aubrey refing this as well. And uh, this was, I, I made a point. I had recently, like in the last week or so, I watched a four-way ROH title match from like 2009, 2008. Um, and it was, uh, Danielson was in that one too. It was Danielson and Tyler Black, of course, who's now Seth Rollins, uh-huh. Austin Aries and Jerry Lynn. And actually, l- yeah, I like that match better than this one, honestly. Although I will say the ending uh, of this, like the last five minutes were great. Um, before that, it was just all, you know, like the guys, the partners kind of teaming up and teasing dissension and very story. Yeah. There was one point where Jericho, um, had, you know, Sammy broke up a pinfall and then they got mad at each other. And then there was another point where Jericho hit someone and he's about to go for a pin. And then Sammy grabbed him and hit him with the GTH. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he hit a shooting star press on Jericho, but he only got a two. Yep. There's my favorite spot in the match was when uh, De- Sammy got Danielson and he starts hitting him with the elbows and Daniels just no selling him up. and he stands up and he looks at him like, what are you doing? And then yeah. he just, he just went nuts on him. I just freaking love that. Uh, then he, uh, then uh, Claudio uh, grabbed Guevara, threw him over his head, put him on the floor. Then he uh, turned around hit got hit by a Basaku knee by Danielson. Awesome. And uh, yeah, and that's when, yeah, that's when uh, Claudio and Danielson just kind of went off on each other. And, yeah, the finish, I mean, it was pretty clean. Like, yeah, uh, Jericho hit yeah. Claudio. So he was Claudio was doing the swings with Sammy, mm-hmm. and they, yeah. they hit, like, about 15. And then Jericho did, like, a really cool spot where he, like, timed it to where he could hit the Judas effect. And he, he just yeah. missed, but it, it still yeah. looked cool. It didn't quite yeah. work, and then, it was a good effort. <laughs> yeah, and then he just, you know, when Claudio got up, he just hit it with another one and basically a clean pin. So, yeah. I mean, he's beat he's beat Danielson twice. He's beat Claudio twice. I can't imagine he's going to defend at the ROH pay-per-view against either one of those. I, wouldn't I suggested so. Adam Cole, and then I was reminded on Twitter uh, by our friend Brady that, no, you know, Cole turned heel on Dynamite and some angle that apparently yeah. happened. I don't have any recollection of it. But and he turned on the uh, box. But, I, you know, that's he, ancient history now. Like That's what I said. And, and then he was like, oh, but they cheered. They chanted TNA at Sting. And so, you know, yeah, obviously yeah. the fact I mean, I get that. Remember. I get that. But I don't think that many people. Like, but the Undisputed no. Era are gone. You know, it's like it's not. 
Well, the I, two I people in the totally in the angle. Back. Yeah. No, they could easily churn Cole babyface just to do a match with Jericho, and then you Cole know, whatever will be a babyface when he comes back. I mean, it'll be like the MGF. That's be it. So happy to see him. Yeah. That even if he's a heel, they're gonna they're gonna cheer him. So. If he were yeah. to come back and go after Jericho, I don't know if that's a great choice to put him on the B brand like that, but well, I, mean, I mean, if you're putting him so there, yeah. yeah, if you're putting him there or if you're just going to have him do one match yeah, just, and then come back to AW. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's in the, I mean, division. I would, I, I mean, uh, and when you call it the B brand, I mean, to have Cole yeah. and the kingdom as the face of ROH, it's mm-hmm. not the worst thing in the world. Um, I don't think they're going to do it, but uh, they could. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so Kosi, he won. Uh, later on, they did an interview backstage where um, uh, Orange Cassidy showed up and he says, one of my good friends who's a former ROH champion is wants to challenge you. So they set up a match for Wednesday for Dynamite, uh, Jericho and Ashii, which I'm really excited <laughs> for. And then, uh, like and then Orange like Jericho and- instantly bringing in the history. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You when talked I was about in how... WAR. You were my young boy. Go get me some. Which is coffee. hilarious because she is like an old dude, or how yeah. people look at him and they think he's an old dude, but he was Jericho's yeah. young boy. It's so Jericho's how old is old. Jericho? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that was good. And he says, Yeah, every time I see you, everyone looks at you and they think Japanese legend. I think you're my young boy. Yeah. And uh, that was good. And then, so as soon as Jericho leaves, then, then, then Jake Hager's there with his hat. And uh, and Orange is like, cool hat. I love this hat. And then what's in the bag? And he's like, oh, I got this. It's his title. He's like, right. I, I want that too. And so they, they have a title match. Yeah. The worst build for a title match, but it's Jake's, hilarious. I loved it. Jake is going to ride that hat gimmick into the ground. And I love him for hey, it. Hey, you know what? I hope he's making merch. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, that was cool. They, they, have, they need to be selling that hat. Yeah. Uh, so we got uh, Soraya and Britt Baker next. Um, this was kind of like the Nyla match, I, a little bit more heat, but not much more. Um, the match was fine. Um, you know, it was probably about as good as you could expect from Saray after being off for five years. And honestly, she wasn't that great to begin with. <laughs> I mean, she, yeah. I, she's not bad, but I mean, I think the women that yeah, are around she was now kind of are like Brit. Yeah. She's all, yeah. Like, all, all personality and presence and just kind of average in the ring. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and an average. And the the thing is, at that time, five years ago, the women that that she was in the ring with, there wasn't very many of them that were much better than her. The division was still developing, and whereas right. now, I think the standards are a lot higher. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying she can't get there. I mean, you know what? She's had five years off. If if she is clearly like if she's 100 percent, and she's not old, she's I think she's 30. So I mean, she could have a, another ten years in the ring and 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 work her way back up to to the standards of of women's wrestling now. But it, it was fine. Like I mean, it was probably better than most women's matches you're going to see on Dynamite. You know, I, I could I said the other one was like a typical one. This was maybe even a little bit better mm-hmm. than that. Um, the, there wasn't they, a ton played, of heat. They played up the neck well in the beginning. Yeah, the yeah, they did a the one spot they... at the beginning where she teased like she was out, and right. then she just, oh yeah, I'm faking. You know, they I didn't just, do a I great didn't... job of shooting it on camera because they took it all wide. No. And if they, because I think yeah. what she was doing was she was bending over, and then she probably like started smiling and did something with her face that would yeah. would have played a lot bigger, bigger. And um, Britt looked but... kind of concerned, and yeah. then you know, so, um, yeah. and then they did a few other spots where she was going after the neck, and they did a right. spot outside the ring right in front of her brother. And, uh, yeah. And, and then, so 
I think a long story short, it was played like to where they got, they were coming near the end and the crowd really wanted Brit to win. And uh, yeah. so then like, and I kind of knew like, it, it, there's no way you're going to beat Soraya on her first match back. And of course they didn't. She had a really good spot where she had a curb stomp and then Soraya kicked out and the fans booed the kick out. And yeah. then uh, Soraya hit her charging knee and hit the fish, fisherman's driver. And then she didn't go for a pin. She hit it again and she mm-hmm. got it on the second pin and they didn't really boo the finish, but there was like no reaction. I think and they I, accepted the finish. Like I think, yeah, because they kind of like, knew okay, it was coming. You know, I think gonna... when she kicked out after the curb stomp, that was mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, she's Brit's not winning, yeah. so they really wanted Brit to win, um, especially after Brit cut a babyface promo on Wednesday. Yeah, I know, um, but uh, Soraya won. She was really emotional, and and it was mm-hmm. great for her. I, I felt happy for yeah, her. Yeah, good. For I really her. did. Good for her. Yeah. I felt uh, yeah, same way. And her seeing her brother there and everything. Like I, I'm happy for her as a person and. Also, you know, just you had, see the she's had a she's had a tough several years, yeah. and and to see her healthy and and living her dream again is you know it's great. Did you see the back and forth between Brit and Saray on Twitter this week, where uh, she posted no. a picture of her brother, and then Brit quote tweeted it and said, "Oh, is it was it bring your talentless family to work day?" Oh my uh, gosh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, Brit. I never see this stuff. I don't Brit. know how I saw that, but yeah, um, I, I that. thought that was kind of mean. I thought that was one little moment I noticed was as at this, at the match was ending was, um, uh, when it was over when Soraya, you know, she, she was pretty overcome with emotion and she kind of bailed out of the ring pretty quick. I think they were telling people like, don't linger, let's move on to the next thing. But as she was walking away from the ring, she went over to doc Sampson and gave him like a handshake and he gave her like this really knowing, like kind of thing. Oh, I missed that. I don't know. That was kind of a, I mean, it was very small. It's cool. It was meant to be a big deal, but it was cool to see like him being like, we made it, you know, like you're good. Uh, Awesome. That, that that is, I mean, you know what, honestly, like I said, I, you know, I made, I think Jeff and I were, you know, kind of a little crass maybe in saying that, you know, she may not have like 10 matches in her or whatever, and you know, enjoy it while you can kind of thing. And I, 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 I was optimistic after this that, you know what, she can have a normal career now, however long it's going to be, it's going to be. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I good think for I read her. like right now, did I read in, was it Dave that wrote that, um, she can only do like a match a month right yeah. now? I, I saw that somewhere too. Yeah. I don't know so, if it was Dave, but somebody, you know, but that's, they'll probably milk it. That's fine. Who does more than a match a month anyways, other than Mox. <laughs> right. Jared. MJF wrestles, wrestles like three week. times a year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Next, we got the ROH uh, uh, TV. Well, it was a TNT title match. Uh, Samoa right. Joe, some Powerhouse Hobbs, and Wardlow. Uh, we kind of spoiled this earlier. Samoa Joe won. Um, they, they, at the beginning, they were just kind of wrestling, and the crowd was, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? They popped for the entrances, and then they kind of sat down. And they picked up when Wardlow hit a senton. Um, that when, when he does that, runs up to the top and does the flying senton. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. right away, okay, stuff's on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, uh, yeah, then, then they just kind of went back and forth and just had a big guy match and, and it was awesome. And, uh, it's funny because again, you know, I'm a little bit behind. And so I had made that comment about Wardlow's thing and then someone else responded and they're like, yeah, that was really cool. But why wasn't Joe disqualified for using the belt? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I know where the finish is coming. Cause it's a triple threat. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah. That's so I had no problem with that. Anything more than two man there's no not just aw that's a total wrestling thing every every company um but yeah so yeah uh joe 
Joe got uh, Joe hit Hobbs with the belt after uh, Wardlow had hit him with two power bombs. Or no, mm-hmm. so Joe wiped out Wardlow with the TNT title, and then he pinned right. Hobbs. So it was a total yeah. 100% WWE finish. Every yeah, WWE totally. triple threat match you've ever seen, this was the finish. Yeah, but I was okay well, with at it. At least he I like did WWE. Pin, he pinned. He pinned. Did he pin Hobbs or Wardlow? He pinned Hobbs. I thought he pinned Hobbs. Uh, yeah. Or you, no, he didn't pin him. He put him in the Kakina clutch. So that's the thing. Okay. You, yeah. The one guy does something He's, to a guy, p- puts right. him out. Then the other guy comes in, nails the guy that hit the offensive move, and then he pins and, the, yeah. the guy that was so up. the power bomb. In this case, he didn't pin him. over. Is yeah. what put him out. I'd, yeah. Hey, kudos to Wardlow for getting Hobbs up four times. Yes, that was legit. That I mean, you know, like that's Hobbs too, uh, yeah. but. Yeah, that, oh, that yeah, was, yeah, absolutely. Hobbs yeah. was that, but but I mean, they were working together well because that was, yeah, you know, very impressive. So Wardlow loses his belt without getting pinned, um, and of yeah. course he's oh, you're right. the last guy to beat MJF. So it makes sense to have uh, those two go for the title relatively soon. <coughs> um, I think uh, some of us had talked ourselves into thinking that maybe they're going to reform the Pinnacle. Um, didn't happen. It could happen. Suppose, still, know, suppose it could Chicago. happen. Yeah, well, all yes. kinds of crazy stuff. There's another stuff dude that lives yes. in Chicago that you know, know could show up at some point. I don't think it's going to happen. But boy, if he did, he, I don't. I don't know how welcome he's going to be. Well, it's weird in Chicago. I, I mean, no, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. If they were going to do it, that would be the place. That would be the place. Yeah. That'd be the only place. Because if it were to happen tonight, it would not have gone well. Oh no! But again, I mean, it's not meant to, right? So that's true. That's, that's the, true. That's the only way you would have got MJF booed tonight is if Punk came out, and if they actually mm-hmm. wanted MJF to get booed, if Punk came out and helped him win, I think they yeah. would have booed MJF. And if you wanted to make MJF the babyface, well, babyfaces, if Punk could come out and cost him the title. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, the next thing we got was the interview, which we already talked about with uh, Jericho and Hager and uh, yeah. and the Orange Cassidy. So, the uh, so yeah, they were just in and out with commentary. JR was just like... Like you mentioned, because we had a back and forth on the Facebook group about how, like, I yeah. made the joke, like, did JR fall asleep? The only times I remember hearing him was during the Powerhouse Hobbs match and the opener. Mm-hmm. I imagine mm-hmm. he might have been in some other matches, but those are he the was only there the two. whole time. But he laid out a lot when, because they okay. were bringing like Callus, yeah, and uh, he 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 really was on his best behavior tonight. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he barely noticed them. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think they hit a couple of matches that they were like, "JR, this is when we really want you to uh, lean in." And it was the Slobberknocker and the Jungle Boy match. And then yeah. I think, um, I was think, he? I think he was gone I, at this point, though. Like after this, after yeah, the Power I think House he swapped match. out with Tony. I think he swapped yeah. out with Tony. Yeah, and then that uh, was it for him. So yeah, but I was the yeah, same and, way. And the I last... just kind of forgot, and then I was like, "Wait, where was he?" And then I realized when Tony that Tony came out. Yeah. Uh, so the next one was Darby Allen and Sting against Lethal and Jarrett, and this was just a wild match. I missed that it was a no DQ, no countout match. Me too. So I was confused, uh, but when when we get to the finish, uh, but um, it was uh, yeah, it was it was just nuts. They yeah. the key spots. There was a spot where um, <laughs> Sanjay or uh, Darby did a dive. Uh, I think yeah. it was off the ramp. Did a coffin drop off the stage. Off the stage, and Satnam Singh caught him. And then he carried him all the way to the ring. And then he went back to the ramp and he just tossed this dude. Yeah. Yeah. 20 feet, like at least. And Darby just took a straight bump on the thing. You could not pay me enough. 
to take that bump. No, like there isn't no. enough money. Tony Khan is a billionaire. Well, and he would does not have enough to money. Take that bump. Uh, no, no, uh, that that was crazy. And then he was up like not too long right. after that. So that I guess he insane. took the bump well. Um, but the 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 finish was like I I was just confused because I didn't know about the no DQ. Yeah, and because uh, he because Singh just comes in, mm-hmm. and uh, I think um, Sting had uh, who was it Jarrett in the um, in the Scorpion Deathlock, and so and and. Uh, Satnam Singh comes in and he's standing in front of him and the ref's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he just grabs Sting and choke slams him right in front of the ref. Yeah. And I'm like, why wasn't yeah. that a DQ? And then, because yeah. it was a no DQ match. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And then you know, they did a few more things and then uh, Jarrett got wiped out by a dive. Lethal tried the lethal combination, but uh, Darby hit him with a death drop in midair and then he hit a coffin drop on Lethal to get the win. Great match. Uh, you know, fun. I a great is a little bit of a wrong yeah. statement, but fun. What really fun match. The uh the the um double team spot when Sting was trying to death drop Sotnam and couldn't Oh yes, 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 yes. Sotnam yes. was too big and yeah, Darby and dove the, off with the coffin drop to make it a double team move. And I thought, how has that not been their double team finisher this entire time? But that was well, the perfect time I mean, to debut an idea like that. And, uh, I still think there's a tag team run in their future. Um, I do too. They're running out of time. They're running out of time. Although that was, Sting could go to these 100. That apparently so. That was part of uh, what made me think the acclaim might win. I mean, I'm sorry that Swerve and Lee oh. win was they kind of made a. They kind of I can't remember exactly what they said, but they made some sort of reference to Sting and Darby as a team. Like, you know, like this, I think this, they're unbeaten as a team. team. Has a lot of things. Yeah, and it's and I thought oh. Sting and Darby against Lee and Swerve would be pretty fun. You know, I mean, them against the Acclaim wouldn't be too bad either, honestly. That's true. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, they they have no problem doing babyface versus babyface matches in AEW. So, yeah. Uh, next, we got Jamie uh, Hader and respect, Tony. Real quick, respect oh. to Jarrett for getting out of uh, taking the pin there. Yeah, it's well, of total, course. Yeah, he's a, he's the man. Oh, he <laughs> out of the four guys in the match, Jarrett's Jarrett had by far the best physique. I don't know how that's possible in his age. Actually, uh, yeah, lots of many picograms of uh, prayers and violence. Yeah. And he's never had that before. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he's never been had a bad physique, but yeah. I mean, he's never looked this good. Like in he, terms he of looked like, very well. Yeah. Uh, next we got the, uh, the interim women's title match. Of course I spoiled the ending earlier on Jamie Hayter won, but this match was, um, I, it, the crowd was dead for most of it. And it, it's too bad because the, the work in the match was actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even like I, there were spots where like Jamie Hayter was hitting things and the crowd really loved her, but they just weren't feeling it. Like the crowd just wasn't Yeah, chatting. they were in the beginning, but they just kind of died. And I even made note yeah. at one point, there was a point where like the crowd was just silent and then Jimmy Hader took a headlock. Yeah. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. But- and then they're like, I think they were, it was because like there was no one at ringside. So I think they were mm-hmm. expecting like rebel and, and yeah. Brit and yeah, everyone else. And then been cued. So rebel comes yeah. out at one point and then she, and she's got the, and she grabbed the belt. And then I think mm-hmm. she hit, she hit Jamie or Storm with the belt, and that led to a nice false finish. And then this just kind of led off to where they were just doing all these different false finishes. And uh, yeah. and it was very clear at this point that the crowd really, really wanted Jamie Hader to win, and they were yeah. popping for everything. Like every backhanded thing that that they tried and they would hit. And this is why I figured at the in the main event, if MGF did a heel move to, to win, the crowd was yeah. going to go nuts. Yeah. But in this case, same thing. 
And so they did a couple false finishes with the belt. Tony even had one. Yeah. They did. I think they did a ref bump or something like the ref were distracted because they didn't see any of these belt shots. They did a good job that they did a pretty good job of uh, taking the ref in a way that kept that he was looking the wrong way at the right times and things like that. Um, yeah. The spot where Britt came out of nowhere. That's what I was just going to come to. Great. Yeah. Cause that came out of nowhere. Shot really well. Tony's outside the ring. She's like kind of basically almost on top of the belt. And then we see this figure, come from across the screen and uh, in, in like a hoodie and she gives yeah. uh, a curb stomp onto the belt on Jamie Hayter. And then she yeah. took off her hood and her jacket and it's Brit crowd goes nuts, rolls her back in the ring. And then they, they actually did uh she did a hater aid after that. Yeah. Uh, she hit the storm zero. That, that was what right. it was. She hit her own yeah. move on her and Tony kicks out Tony kicks and the out, crowd yeah. was mad at that one. Right. And then, and then Tony, Tony hit her storm zero and the well, fans booed. Yeah. She hit a hell of a rainmaker or haterade or yeah. whatever you want to call it. But like I've been going on the last couple of weeks of how I think that Jamie Hater's Rainmaker is actually better than Okada's. I think they call it the hate breaker. Is that hate, it? Is, well, what's the haterade? That's a different move, I think. Oh, that is. Okay. Yeah, I'm reading someone else's recap here and they use both of them. Well, the hater yeah. rainmaker, whatever that is. Yeah. And Tony hit one on Jamie that looked fantastic. Yes. I, yeah, oh, it looked great. Well, that I think people thought that was going to be the finish, and yeah. they were pissed. Yeah, and then and then they cheered when like big time, like one of the bigger baby face pops of the night when Jamie kicked out of that. And then uh, yeah, and then Baker distracted Storm, and then she hit the hate hate breaker uh, for uh, for for two. Oh no, then Britt took off the corner pad, oh, and then right. Sto- yeah, Storm sent Hater into her. Baker gets knocked off the ring. Storm went after her, but she hit the exposed turnbuckle, and then Hater hit the Hater aid. So that yeah, the Hater aid is the clothesline, I think. Um, yeah. And she got the she got the win, and uh, that was uh, yeah, big pop for that. Jamie Hater is the interim world champion. I still think what's going to happen is. Uh, Thunder Rose is going to come back and she's going to lose to Britt Baker. And then you're going to end up with Britt against Jamie to unify the belts. That's what I think is going to happen. I don't know if that will happen, but okay. Yeah. They hinted at that in an interview a couple of weeks ago where I think they were talking about the interim title and then Britt's like, never mind the interim. I want the world title. Mm-hmm. So did we'll you see. notice uh, Tony's uh, sad champion boo-boo face coming out of the ring at the beginning of the match? No, but you know how like a champion yeah. every once in a while will be like, yeah, yeah. I'm not very happy about how this is going. She totally had that face. She didn't one, show in the match. She did a great job in the match. But one thing yeah. I, I forgot to mention earlier in the Soraya match was there was a spot where, where Soraya had a big move and Britt kicked out. And then they did the WWE thing where she's like, oh, the, she's the crazy. Yeah. The NXT yeah. guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't oh. do the, uh, they didn't do the NXT hug. After the no. match, the traditional no, no, thing. but uh, yeah, maybe backstage. Uh, next, we got the acclaimed. This is the co-main, uh, the or the semi-main, however you want to phrase it. The acclaimed and swerving our glory for the tag team titles, and uh, no Billy, uh, but we did get an extended rap from Max yeah, Caster verse for the pay per view. Yeah, extra verse. Yeah, you guys want an extra verse? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember most of what he said, but I do remember thinking it was pretty good. Um, he called him the, the black Jay and silent Bob that, that one. the black Jay and silent Bob. And then he made a comment to Keith Lee he compared him to the guy from Blindside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which when he used that line, that's when I thought, you know what? Keith Lee's going to turn heel. Cause he doesn't like yeah. that. You, you want too many fat yeah. jokes. Um, yeah. 
but uh yeah and then uh yeah they they're making fun of swerve and his grill and um yeah, yeah it was uh it, it was fun uh but they no daddy ass so they didn't get nope. to do the uh the yeah i don't do even remember at the beginning they didn't do the scissor me daddy and they didn't do the acclaimed have arrived either yeah, so he did, he did. Did he? Okay, I missed that. Yeah. Uh, but I did. But I. But of course, they didn't do the scissor me, Daddy, because Daddy wasn't there. They got his fingers taped too. So, yeah, Excalibur made. Well, no, but he's got the the foam, and they've yeah, been doing the that. Foam fingers, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, but they, um, they Excalibur said something about how he wanted them to be able to focus on the match and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But I think it really hurt the match, um, in in the sense that the. They weren't as into the, them as, and it, maybe it's you know three times now, and you know just a couple months. I think that's a lot and, of it too. Yeah, yeah. I think, and of course, the story of this match, and it was about it was all about the the um, swerve in our glory and the problems they're having. So it wasn't mm-hmm. so much about the acclaimed, and uh, you know they they told the story about Bowens with his injured shoulder that he injured on Dynamite. And uh, you know that's the same thing they did in the All Out match, but it just it worked better there than here. Um, and, but they, there was a couple, they, they did it really well. Like there's a couple of times when they went for their finisher and then he couldn't get them up. And then when they finally did do their finisher, um, they, they actually did do it. So, you yeah. know, it kind of worked, but then he was still selling the shoulder after mm-hmm. Anthony Bowens has gotten really, really good at this. Yeah, um, but there, there was a spot daddy ass came out, uh, when Strickland found pliers at ringside, just happened to be lying around happened to be there yeah yeah same pliers that he used to to uh yeah to uh, mutilate billy gunn uh in a backstage skit a couple weeks ago but he got this pliers that that brings out billy gunn and he's going to make the save and i was kind of wondering like if he touches swerve is the match over yeah but they didn't so that that was good didn't Uh, no Mm -hmm. uh but he did get the um he got the pliers away and uh and the, the refs sent billy to the back or no, no, he had the pliers. He put them in his back pocket. Yeah, so later trunks, on, he yeah. hands them to Keith Lee. Keith Lee wants him to use them, just like Pac with the hammer. And Keith Lee's like, no, 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 I'm not having this. And he, mm-hmm. and he throws it away. He, and he then, uh, yeah. And then so Strickland just, or Lee just walks out on him. Like, yep. That's it. I'm done. And then so now Strickland's got to go two on one with uh, with the champs. And of course, hits a school, uh, hits a schoolboy on him, but he kicks out. And then uh, Strickland went for his JML driver, which got the pin on Wednesday. But uh, Bowens had done a blind tag, and then mm-hmm. they hit their finisher and yep. uh, got the pin. And uh, yeah, it was it was a fine match. I mean, it was it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't as good as the last one, and the last one wasn't as good as the first one. But yep. it was fine. It was it was good. It was really good. But it just wasn't as good as the other two. Yeah, I said before that I convinced myself during the match that Swerve and Lee were going to win. And part of that was when they first came out and did their entrance and they normally do the fist bump as he comes out. Uh, it's very, you know, choreographed. And when they first came out, Lee didn't fist bump him and Swerve stopped him and like gave him a look. And then they fist bumped again. To the oh, thing. Okay. And I thought, okay, they're on the same page. And I thought that was going to key up. I, I thought this was all building during the I didn't think this going to the show, but during the match, based on how the show was going, I was thinking, oh, they're intentionally doing the foreign object gimmick twice because it's just Tony trying to outthink everybody is, okay, well, Phoenix used the hammer to win when you didn't expect him to. So now you're going to think, 
oh, well, Lee's not going to use the hammer now because they wouldn't do it twice. And then what I figured was in that moment, when he took the pliers, he would throw them away, but then he would just turn around and just power bomb the crap out of Bowens and pin him clean just to be like, we're still like, we're in this together, but I'm not going to do that. Um, and kind of go. And then I got excited about that because I think Swerve and Lee, if they had turned heel and been the tag champs again, there's some legs in that team still. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and I would have been pretty into that. I mean, you would have had FTR, you would have had acclaimed rematches. Um, you could have brought in uh sting and Darby against them. Like there's some legs in that. And I, and I kind of wonder how long the acclaimed really have at this as champs. Like they'll always be over as an act that can kick off the show and get people going with the raps and the chants and all that stuff. But like, I don't know if they need them to be champs anymore. And, and, but the problem is, is I don't know that there's anyone right now, especially on the heel side that would be ready to take those belts. Right. Um, you know, maybe the guns, maybe, yeah. you know, yeah. but that, yeah, feel, but I mean, there's how, what other heel tag teams do they have? That's true. Um, All right. Uh, House I of Black, maybe House that, of Black. House of Black would probably be a pretty good choice, but, yeah. uh, I, I, that, that's what made me think that maybe Swerve and Lee are, they're going to keep them together a little while longer. Um, but you know, this is fine too. I think Swerve, Swerve's just gotten so great at being a heel. I think they're going to have a great feud. Hopefully it won't just be like the Ricky Starks powerhouse Hobbs feud where they just, yeah, you know, but before, uh, when we did our previous show, one of the things that we said at the end was, uh, you know, what titles are going to change hands. We already talked about that. And what surprises are we going to have on the show? Debuts, anything. We got none of that tonight. Nothing. And I kind of was thinking, okay, maybe there's going to be something in the main event. And no, because sometimes they'll, they'll even do like kind of in that co-main event spot, like between the second last match and the last match, they'll like announce right. a new signing or something. Mm-hmm. Like I remember they did that, I think, mm-hmm. with Jay Lethal and uh, Christian. I think they did that with two, Mark yeah. Henry. But uh, n- nothing here, just went yeah. right to the main event and uh, and nothing in the main event other than the heel turn. And I mean, that was, you know, that's... A, it, it, when it finally happened, It it's funny because it feel, feels like... Um, almost like a letdown because it was like, there's a few things they could have done. And yeah. the, you know, this was like, kind of like, okay, this is kind of basic storytelling and it's good right. and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, and it's just like, cause, but if you expected more, like, you know, if you had Jeff's wild theory of CM Punk coming back or the sleeper faction right. or the pinnacle right. reuniting or anything like that, firm, but no, we, we got, firm. yeah. Yeah. The firm. Thank God there was no firm. Like that was the one where I thought, right. Okay, it, it would make sense, but I don't like it. And yeah. luckily we didn't see it. But but it also says, I mean, there's an unpaid storyline there because we did get that promo from Stokely. Yep. Um C-U-N-L. that was yeah, strategically placed where he's like something's gonna happen with Stokely, you know, and, and nothing. Yeah. But I mean, that could also be part of the Ethan Page thing, you know, and then you know, maybe it's just because you know, yeah, Ethan Page be. Yeah, I assume he's going to be the one getting the title shot at uh, Winter's Coming, which you'll be at live. Uh, but yeah, we 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 went to the main event. Um, they came out. Uh, Moxie was booed right away. MGF was a huge hero. He was uh, he rubbed his face in uh, in um, <laughs> some women's breasts at ringside. Yes. Oh, before we they did announce that um, that. Uh, best of seven series at this point. And so yeah. I got the schedule here. March match two is happening this week on dynamite. Then the next one's the following week match four is at winter is coming. So you'll see that 
Oh, uh, match five at the Holiday Bash on December 21st. March 6th at the New Year's Smash on December 28th. Match seven, they're skipping Seattle. Uh, so mm-hmm. Preet Paul, our friend, uh, won't get to see it. But uh, oh. match seven, which should be the finals, will be January 11th at the Forum. So they're taking two weeks off, December, looks like December 7th and January 4th. But okay. every other week on Dynamite, we'll, we'll see that. And then uh, this week on Dynamite, we got the the title eliminator tournament finals, Starks and Ethan Page, Jericho and uh, Ishii for the ROH title, Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy and Jake Hayter for the All-Atlantic title. And I'm sure that they'll announce some more stuff on Twitter um, yeah. between now and then. And probably have some crazy angle going on. Oh, yeah, probably you know yeah. another tournament. It's been a while. All the things um, that we were looking for. Right? Have another tournament, another Casino Battle yeah. Royal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, all no, the stuff that we were probably get... waiting for in the main event tonight, we'll probably get on Wednesday. I, I, I'll, I'll make one prediction. I would okay. almost bet money that we're going to see it to catch the match because they announced his signing. Oh, good. And yeah. I think, yeah. I think it I would so. be silly not have to have it. Again. Maybe that Daniel Garcia, Dax Harwood match that we were supposed to get on the pre-show. Maybe we'll get that. I too. wouldn't doubt it. I, I, you know, I just yeah. looked that up. Um, while we were talking about it, and I th- and I suspect that that might have been just Dax Harwood and uh, Daniel Garcia just working something on Twitter. Oh, uh, okay. Almost like they were just sort of you know how people just sort of passively, yeah. Especially Dax, just sort of passive aggressively complains about not getting booked. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it okay, just started so with him like pointing out like, "Hey, I'm not on the show," and Daniel Garcia says, "Hey, let's have a match." And he's like, "Great, I'll meet you there." And I don't know if oh, okay. Know or not. So maybe they'll just put it on Dynamite. I mean, that, that would be, that'd be great. I'd be down with that. Yeah. Although, yeah, you know, I'd almost, yeah, I'd actually prefer that in, in a way. Just let FTR be FTR though. Yeah. Well, as much as I love Dax, <laughs> I do love Dax dearly. Uh, all right. So yeah, MJF and Mox for the title. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. Um, and yeah, the crowd was super into Max and super not into Mox. I would almost say, that they were more into booing Mox than they were into cheering MJF. Not that they weren't cheering MJF, but it seemed more anti-Mox than, and I have no idea why, uh, other than the fact that Mox was leaning into it and, uh, you know, and he was playing it up. So when they would be chanting those nasty things at him or he was like giving them the middle finger and he even at one point he looks at the camera and he says, I love this shit yeah. and, uh, and blew them a kiss. And uh, yeah, it was all great. Yeah. But but yeah, they it was this was mostly Mox. He took almost all the match. It was and there were times when MJF was like selling and and Mox was just like taking a break. And at one point yeah. he's like lying down in the ring and he's like, you know, yeah. is this all you got? Um right. they did a spot where MJF was outside the ring and uh, you know, tease a ten count. It was they got really close. I was like, they're not that was a ten count. count. Poor poor ref had to like to really yeah. play that to let it because Max was not getting in on time. No, and then as soon as he got back in, Mox hit him with the paradigm shift, and uh, but yeah. but but MJF tipped out, tipped out, tapped out. Mm-hmm. They did uh, at least two ref bumps, maybe three, I think, and that's where I said I think Jeff Jarrett booked this um, because mm-hmm. it reminded me of a TNA uh, finish. But but again, a really good one, and the match that led up to it was better than any TNA title match ever that I can recall. Maybe yeah. when AJ Styles was the sure. champ. Uh, but yeah, they did the false spot with the uh, ring, and then he tossed the ring, and then Regal hit past him the brass knucks, laid him out, and One right shot. to the pin. Uh, yeah. No false finish, no, you know, finish, you know, no MJF hitting another move afterwards. I mean, this was, this was a total one hundred percent heel churn that the crowd cheered like crazy for, 
MJF is a new champ. He goes up the ring. I missed this actually. I had several people tell me about it because I was like just wrapping up and I had a bunch of stuff I had to do mm-hmm. before we recorded this. So I missed the Snow Angels, but I went back and watched yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, which was ended, a yeah. little dig at punk. Um, but was, again, or maybe was, a tease. Just to mess with Jeff Hawkins. Yeah. But I mean, again, you know, it's he wasn't the only one. A lot of people picked up on yeah. that, um, yeah. about, on the stuff from the promo. So mm-hmm. I. I mean, yeah, it could just be him, you know, poking the bear or there could be something I lead more towards. He's poking the bear, Um, you know, and uh, but again, like Tony wouldn't answer questions about punk, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, which again, just two ways to look at it. One, he doesn't want to spoil the thing. Two is a legal legal problem. He can't talk about it. So um, I, I don't think you can read anything into that unless you want to. But uh, yeah, overall, a very good show. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, I think a lot of us had low expectations going into it. And those first two matches alone, you know, by the time those first two matches are over and I had seen the pre-show and that all that great stuff with Eddie Kingston and then the, you know, the opening two matches, which were two of the best matches of the year. Mm-hmm. At that point, if the show was over, I'd have been yeah. okay, you Same know. Um, yeah, but I mean, obviously, we had the main event coming, but everything between yeah. that second match and the main event were like very good dynamite matches. Yeah. Um, and that's fine, you I know what? Every, if- yeah, everything I felt like either delivered what you would expect or exceeded it. I think the only yeah. thing you could say that probably didn't live up to expectations was Britain Soraya, and I think, yeah. I'd agree with that. And I think really fairly, that's probably what you should have expected from them is what you got. Cause I think, I think people give Brit a lot of grace cause she has such good presence that she's, you know, she's not like, a she's still like, she's only been doing this a few years. Yeah. Yeah. I, like fine, my comment, I think but, I, yeah. yeah, I said earlier, I think the match was as good as you could possibly expect. Mm-hmm. So I think the way I worded it on Twitter was if it had been worse, I would have been disappointed. And if it was better, I'd have been impressed. So, right. It was pretty much what I expected. Nyla and Jade was, I mean, may, possibly slightly better than I thought it might be. Which do you think was better, Jade and Nyla or Britt and uh, I thought Britt and Soraya was a little better. Yeah. Um, but but again, I wasn't expecting anything from Nyla and and, uh, right. and Jade. And and the Storm and Hater match was leaning towards being disappointing, but the the ending was so good that mm-hmm. you know it was it was probably better than I thought it would be. I I you know I might call that one disappointing i'm not mad at it but yeah um but i was what i was as far as what i was really hoping for i was really hoping for them to just go show us a stardom match like for them to just show it oh, okay okay yeah fair and enough and we just didn't didn't quite i think it's because the crowd wasn't feeling it that that really hurt um yeah. Yeah. and i i would say the one for me that most disappointed in terms of in-ring was the main event but i can't say i was disappointed with the match it was just yeah everything up to the finish but when you get a world title change and you get yeah. the angle right. i mean that's all i wanted so you know the fact that the match maybe they could have done a slightly better match and it mm-hmm. would have been better but I, I wasn't i can't say i was disappointed you know but i would say in the ring from bell to bell before mm-hmm. up to the finish that's where i would say yeah, yeah it could have been a little better yeah but everything else remind, that's yeah that's why i kind of said it to to bring it back to the beginning that kind of reminded me yeah. of like those old 90s early 2000s yeah. wwf title matches where it's just like a lot of action the story isn't so much in the work as it is kind of just the story and who's behind who and that kind of thing and, and i i gotta say i, I, I 
I'm glad they put the belt in MJF. I'm glad he's going to get the chance to show whether or not he can be their marquee guy. And I, I think he deserves a chance. I think they need to go with it. But they need to pick a lane yeah. pretty quick and say, is he going to be the babyface guy or the ultimate heel? But I, what I really hope is that this doesn't mean every MGF main event is going to be some kind of crazy oh. shenanigans, all storyline, and, and you know become like a Jeff Jarrett title reign when he's a chance to be a Ric Flair. Well, he could be a Ric Flair who faces baby faces and heels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously, I think he has some matches with the uh, Blackpool Combat Club coming. Um, yeah. You know, probably another match with Yuta. We saw that on Dynamite. It was great. Uh, Claudio, Danielson, if they if that group even stays together. But how do you have the Blackpool Combat Club with yeah. William Regal's not in it? Here's my here's uh, my, uh, my here's my pick. This is my I'm going to go on record with my prediction. By the end of Wednesday. We'll see a faction of MJF, Danielson, Yuta, and Garcia. Well, that was that'll be the new Blackpool Combat Club. Was that was that? Did I steal that? Well, yeah, I was gonna say like that's kind of what Jeff and I came up with. <laughs> okay, I mean me Jeff kind of started. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, Paul. yeah. Okay. Hey, I like that. Um, I, I yeah, Garcia, I think is the one that makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wheeler and MJF have a history. Um, and I obviously Danielson being the surprise, that would be cool. That would be cool. Um, yeah. And that's all you need. Um, I think we had even speculated jungle boy, but I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially after this thing, I think, I think jungle boy could potentially headline a pay for you against MJF. Yeah. Um, it's a ways away, you know, maybe next summer. Yeah. It's the very least um, a big TV week. Yeah, big TV main event. Yeah, he wins like a, one of their Beach battle royals or, or something. something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, overall a good show. Again, I think a lot mm-hmm. of us had lowered expectations going into it. I remember there's a Saturday Night Live uh, old skit that they used to do called "Lowered Expectations," and that's kind of like mm-hmm. when you have that, uh, yeah. and then you know it makes it easier to enjoy something like this. And I watched Rampage for the first time, you know, live in I don't know how long. I mean, maybe with the CM Punk debut mm-hmm. was the last time mm-hmm. I watched a live Rampage. And um, I loved Rampage this week and uh, this show tonight. I really, really enjoyed. It was a um, real relief to see it feel like this after Wednesday. Cause Wednesday, yeah. I thought Wednesday was one of those nights you're like, Oh no, has this company turned a corner? Well, the funny thing is you're right. I did feel that way, but I also was optimistic because I knew they were going to a hot crowd. Mm-hmm. I knew MJF was going to be over. I knew that, mm-hmm. that, audience loves aw so i i said i think even you know we're going to a hot crowd on the weekend so it's not gonna be the same the real key is going to be next week and the coming weeks and so you do your job when you're in dallas Uh, you make sure and and you that'd be a hot crowd kind of by the stage i may not voice me i get there but we'll okay we need we need to have some momentum going because it's so much more fun to watch these shows when you have a hot crowd yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and and that's why that's one of the reasons why I've enjoyed WWE so much lately is because they sold out buildings yeah. or mm-hmm. very close to it. They're into the storylines, and um, you know, and and AEW, it's it's almost like it's flipped. But mm-hmm. um, you know, and and Wednesday wasn't an aberration. There's been a few of those lately, yeah, but um, just the... tonight was great. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday was like the the, the rock bottom, bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So now we're going up. And uh, yeah, Chicago should be a nice crowd. And, uh, you know, Thanksgiving weekend, Tony always treats that as a special show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and, and then we got these best of seven series coming up, which everyone's going to love. 
so yeah so that's that's just about gonna wrap it up uh so you guys are you're doing the boom this week so you'll be talking some more yep, about the pay-per-view we're gonna do a regular show probably just talk more about uh probably where we go from here and predictions and where we would go and whatever happens from the press conference kind of i guess you know yeah, it doesn't look like anything really happened okay uh, mjf wasn't even on it but um uh, no. Yeah, we'll 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 break all. No that muffins, no, no fights. muffins, no. No, and that's then, disappointing. Um, <laughs> and then hopefully, I believe we're planning on Halloween uh, the next night recording our Halloween for Thanksgiving. Uh, get put in um, our completely arbitrary Hall of Fame for AEW for the last three years. People that Dustin and Cody in the Hall of Fame for Match Wing. I'm just no spoilers. Just doing a plug. Yeah, no, it's a plug. It's yep. a, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. Um, all right. And then uh, I will have uh, In the Clinch with uh, Ryan Frederick uh, going um, on Monday as per usual on the free feed. And then uh, Wednesday, uh, Jeff Hawkins has the week off because I think he's traveling for Thanksgiving. So I'm going to have a special guest, uh, Brian, who uh, you might recognize. Uh, we did the uh, Crown Jewel post show on the Wrestling Observer website with uh, Garrett. So he's going to join me and co-host Very this cool. week. Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, had a lot of fun with him, and there's not. It's funny because I asked a few people, and not everyone watches live. Like I, I was going to ask you, but I know you don't always watch live either. So, um, yeah, I'm usually about but, half an hour behind. But yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I, uh, I, I asked Brian, and he said, yeah. So it's cool. I, I enjoy conversing with Brian, and uh, be different than Jeff, but hopefully fun. So you can check that out on the Patreon. If uh, if you're not already subscribed, I'm not even sure where this. I think I don't even know if this is airing on the Patreon or not. Uh, Brian Zillum. I, I know his last name, but I just didn't uh, didn't know how to pronounce it. So I hope I pronounce it right. Uh, Brian Brian Zillum? Zillum? He'll correct me. I'll have to ask him before we go on the air. Uh, but for Kevin, I've been Paul, and this has been Boom Goes the Dynamite with the uh, Full Gear Review Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Check you out later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.